Yo, this is Bernard, and welcome to another episode of the Angry Blurs podcast. Well, the nerds are black, the nerds are angry. All right, first things first, Chloe Bennett has decided to leave uh, Powerpuff. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I just hope they find someone to replace her and they can continue producing the show. I'm really interested to see what it comes out, what it ends up being, you know? The show has had a uh, fairly troubled uh, production. I mean, it wasn't even really the production. It was the fact that they thought it was too campy and just decided to, you know what, let's just reshoot the pilot and figure out what we're doing. But, yeah, I mean, I was very interested in it because Chloe Bennett is was on the show and, you know, she was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, she ain't good on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I didn't watch because I didn't like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, so. she was very good. Perfect Daisy Johnson. But, yeah, so, I mean, there's that, unfortunately. Uh, still no news yet on who's going to be her replacement or if this is still going to keep going or if they're just going to shoot it down. But, you know, when we find out, you'll find out. All right. Samira, what news you got, man? Uh, What news do I have? Let's see. It was a bit of a slow work uh, news week. So the... Uh, what do you think of the Back for Blood um, open beta? Have you tried it yet? No, because I don't know anything about Back for Blood. Really? It's a spiritual successor to uh, Left for Dead. No? Nothing ring any bells. Oh, okay, yeah, now I kind of remember. Yeah, so the open beta hit, uh, I believe, this weekend. Um, it's had a lot of uh, uh, positive feedback so far, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, okay. Um, it's Currently, uh, it's not on PS5 though, right? It is. It's on, oh, okay. Yeah, on all consoles, uh, excluding the Switch. Okay, cool. Well, then I definitely got to check that out. Yeah, you might have to come out of your comfort zone a little bit. It is a f FPS, but oh god, it's a very fun, easy to. If this is going to be FPS that you get into, it, it's very easy to play. The controls are simple. I would say give this a try. All right, stop being a pleb. I'm not a pleb. I just like what I like and don't like what I don't like. I, I don't know. I just think you need to just come out of your shell a little bit and just uh, play the game. Like I said, I'll give it a shot, but, you know, there's no guarantee that I'll like it. But, yeah, I mean... Alright, so... Here's a bit of news that I'm not necessarily interested in, but, you know, it's one of those things that happens. So, the My Hero Academia live-action film has found its director, and that will be Shinsuke Soto, uh, his past live-action anime works have included Bleach, Inuyashiki, Death Note, Inuyashiki. Inuyashiki. What the hell is that? It's okay. So actually, it's a really interesting plot line. So you have a juxtaposition between two individuals who get uh, a vast amount of power. Mm -hmm. One is a, uh, a middle-aged man and a father of two. The other one is a sociopathic teenager. Uh, with a god complex. So you see how they use those abilities and how they differ. And it's a very interesting series. I think it has about, I want to say 12 episodes. I can't It was so long ago, I can't remember how many episodes it was. But it's great. Okay. And he also directed Death Note. I am a hero in Alice in Borderland. So, Alice in Borderland, great. Um, the live action one? Because yeah. we're talking about live action. Yeah, live action one. Great. Uh, I did watch that on Netflix recently. It was pretty good. Uh, the Bleach live action, I didn't care for. I thought it was a little whack. 
And Death Note was also whack, in my opinion, in terms of um, a lot of action productions. Well, so this could go uh, up any direction. Well, we're not talking about the U.S. adaptation of Death Note. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, yeah, the, even the uh, Japanese production I thought was whack. Okay. Um, Inuyashiki was pretty good. In fact, as far as live action um, uh, adaptations go, that one is, is I mean, in my opinion, if you're, if you're not going to succeed, at least go get that level. You know, it was good enough. So, uh, like I said, it can go either way. I don't know. I don't think we need a live action adaptation of my hair. We don't need any more live action adaptations of animes because they're never really good. I've begged to differ. There are some that have um, have at least met or or came close to expectations. So I'm not saying don't. Uh, I don't say don't try. I'm just saying, you know, just don't insult your pro- the property you're you're basing your work on. True. All right, just that, that's all. I mean, honestly, I don't even hate Bleach and Death Note and all because they didn't really insult the property. They just fell short, and that's okay. You try something, you fail. Fine. When you insult it is what they what Netflix did in De- Death Note. Oh boy, that was insulting. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't like the Full Metal Alchemist uh, live action adaptation. Again, it wasn't that they insulted it; it's just that they fell short. Short, um, short though. Yeah, and that 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 wig on Edward was horrible. It was horrible. Yes, I'm not saying it was good. I'm just saying they didn't insult the property. They just fell short. There's a difference between falling short and doing a shitty job and then insulting and just pissing all over the property, i.e. the uh, the last airbender. That's pissing on the property. Hey, man, that was, that was all Shyamalan. It wasn't all Shyamalan. He had some producers, too. I guess. I mean, yes. I mean, producers can ruin things. Perfect example. Yeah, it wasn't just all Shyamalan. Justice I mean, he, League. He, he's definitely a, a big part of that, but, you know, it was other stuff in, in play there. True. You do a whole documentary on how bad that film is. <laughs> all right, so what do you got? It's my turn again? Yes, I brought up. I just brought up the last topic. Yeah, but I just I, I probably took over the prior topic. Anyways, uh, Emma Stone signed on for Cruella two after they uh, locked down a deal, a deal. So that's pretty cool that we're getting second on those already. Yeah, but what do you think the deal is going to be? Is it going to be like, hey, uh, don't go to Disney Plus? I mean, I she was upset about that too. Scarlett Johansson was just the one who kicked down the door and said, "Where's my money?" <sighs> So she's in a different position than Scarlett Johansson. She's in a uh, she's in a uh, position of, of negotiation because she's kind of face of that new franchise. Yeah. I mean, I use air quotes when I say franchise. But for her them to get a successful sequel, they need to bring her back. She was one of the best parts. Oh, what happened? To, you know, um, actors aren't their characters. They aren't. They could have replaced her like they, that. They could, but it's Emma Stone. All right, I'm not saying you can't replace. You can. You can't, everyone's irreplaceable. No, no one's irreplaceable. But. Is Emma Stone. She would be hard to replace. So I can see why they rather negotiate than go through the work of finding someone who could, um, who, who can fit that mold just as good as she can. You know. Also, so freshly off the heels of the second one. You know, when she's sitting right there. There's there's, a, there's another thing you got to worry about too. Is like the public are less likely to understand if the, if nothing um if nothing uh if you get what, what's what I'm looking for. Give me a kind of rough description of what you're uh, well, trying to what say. What I'm saying is there needs to be a, a level of uh, excuse, some, some type of excuse. So an actor passing away is a perfect excuse to either A, get rid of the role or recast it. You know, so Paul Walker, um, unfortunately passing, it's like I, I'm okay with the downward trend of the Fast series because, well, he's not there and they kind of had to restructure the narrative. So them not being as good as they were in Fast 7, uh, 5 through 7, with the golden era, you know, okay, it's understandable. You know, they're going so much they can do to restructure that plot because they're dancing around his character not being there. He was the face for so long, him and Vin Diesel, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so that's an example of that. 
So her them them switching her out that would be very hard to do, and no one will really understand it or accept it. You know, that is true. As an example. Yeah. All right, but. But anyway, I'm, I'm excited that uh, that they're um, they're going forward with the sequel. I can't wait to see what they do with the character, and I'm ready for more uh, Emma Stone in a um, in a uh, multicolored wig, a two tone wig. All right, well, you guys heard it. Samira is excited to see Emma Stone in a multicolored wig. Oh, two tone, two tone. I mean, two is still multicolored. It is multi but, means more than one. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it's black and white, it's two tones. Oh God! All right. So, a bit of news that kind of made me mad, but kind of made, made me happy at the same time. So, Rockstar is remastering uh, their PS2 Grand Theft Auto trilogy, which includes Grand Theft Auto 3, San Andreas, San Andreas and Vice City. Why does that make you upset? Because where the fuck is 6? You know, a long way off to get that game from the ground. That game's going to take a couple years. Bro, they should have been working on that. They you know, I'm not denying. They should have been working on, on three different generations of systems. They should have been working on it, but they just thought, they just decided, because you know why people kept buying five? That's why. It's y'all fault. It's not buying five. You know, I only bought five twice, and that was because... You still bought a problem. Why you bought it twice? Remember, all my games got stolen. Oh, all right. I guess you get a pass. Yeah, it's not like I bought it for... Well, nope. That's a lie. I bought it three times. Because I bought it originally on the PS3. PS3 crapped out, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, then I bought it on the 4. All my games got stolen, so I had to buy it on the 4 again. I'm not buying it on the 5. Stop, stop buying. I'm not a simp. Stop buying GTA 5, people. Yes, please stop buying GTA same, 5. And, and, stop with the damn... Um, and same thing with Skyrim. You want Skyrim, uh, Elder Scrolls 6? Stop buying Skyrim. In-game right. purchases. But yeah, there are also plans to remaster Red Dead Redemption if the uh, GTA Remaster Trilogy sells well. I mean, I haven't even started Red Dead 2. I'm excited for Red Dead 2. I'm, I haven't gotten around to it, but the, the PC version's been out for a while now. It's, it's in my backlog. I will be playing it as soon as I'm able. You know, that's just another game I purchased for the PS4, started it, and never went right back to it. So it's just been sitting there in the, uh, in the CD jacket, not collecting dust, but you know, you know doing what it does and not being played but yeah all right samir what do you got it's my turn again motherfucker well why is it my turn again all right so so are you keeping up with the um the guardians game that's coming out they released more production um yeah I, I, I um i pre-ordered it all right well at least you're on board because a lot of i don't know i feel like I don't like the design of Star Lord and that the helmet just seems very weird looking. It's the same as the damn. No, uh, no, it's, it's, a little, it's a little bit different. If you compare both, like you do side by side comparison, it's not much. It's not much better. No, so it's, it's kind of worse. It is it, honestly. Helmet. It was pretty much true to the comic except for the fact that you could see the top of his fucking. Yeah, his scalp is exposed to the vacuum of space. Helmet is an actual helmet, yes. okay, not a mask. I don't know why they needed to show us Chris Pratt's hair. So this helmet be doing the same thing, get to pass if y'all okay with the MCU one. In fact, all these costumes more or less are 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 fine. Like I said, I didn't like the design of Star Lord, and I don't like the design of Drax's tattoos and his skin tone is a little bit too light. He, that, he's like a he's like a light. That's a very, that's, in my opinion, I think that's a nitpick. I am that. very nitpicky when it comes to stuff like this. You should know this by now. <sighs> Okay, fine. Anyways, um, anyways, they released more um, uh, production um, uh, development notes about it, and they basically sign- um, 
it's explaining where they came from with all the designs. So, for instance, Star Lord, um, Peter Quill's uh, love of the '80s stem mostly in this iteration, mostly from one band, and they, that's why his whole his whole uh, getup is like that. So it's kind of like a knockoff of Van Halen, oh. the band. That's why he has the, the symbol on his back, on his jacket, and everything. And that's why he's so uh, uh, '80s rock star esque in his in his demeanor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, the same thing with Drax. Like they they wanted to um, sort of. The lore on his on tattoos, they explain that too. The ones you hate, like the, all the circles, which I, granted, I do think they're weird too. I'm not totally on board with the the. They should have did a weird a couple of tribal symbols and called it a day. Yeah, but the circles are apparently every time he he wins a battle or something, he gets another circle. That's why there's so many circles in his designs. So what the fuck is he Killmonger now? I don't know. And it's like there's so many circles that they kind of just mess. I hopefully this gets fixed in post production or whatever you want to call that. Hopefully they fix it to where we can tell because it looks like there's a mess of of lines that came together yeah. you can't even tell the circles there anymore that is my one grievance about this game is drax's uh drax's um tattoos look up like a bit of a mess you know yeah and then um rocket and Groot, they look they, they're pretty um pretty cool so rocket being easy to design because he looks more or less uh on point from all his um iterations from the comic to the movie to this game he they didn't change him much uh, Drax, however, they changed a good deal because of, they wanted to make him a part of the gameplay with Rocket. So he has like a. You a mean heart- group? I'm sorry. You, no, well, yeah, I'm sorry. What did I say? You said Drax. Oh, yeah, group. So group is a part of the gameplay with uh, Rocket. So he has like a, a harness that Rocket can jump on and things like that. And, uh, uh, and just all kinds of accoutrements that he would use with Rocket in terms of these, in these combos. So that's pretty cool. And then Grimora, she looks more or less like her. Um, her combo counterpart instead of the movie one with the black and white suit and it just she just looks bad already so she looks on point i just i just like that they they explained a lot of their design choices which i think not a lot of people do um at least not in the uh i just wish they did it more in um in film and and sometimes video games usually do it i mean they usually do it with films you just don't watch featurettes nah man they never explain that shit brute i almost said brute brute yeah what is this X-Men now? You call me Brute? Dude, um, Marvel releases featurettes for every single movie they do. They're all on YouTube and they're on the Blu-rays, which I know you don't buy. But the one thing that did surprise me with the game was that they put Lady Hellbender in there. Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, you ain't even read Amadeus Cho's Run as Hope. I did read that. No, you didn't. He, he is a very he was a very refreshing um uh, change of pace for Hope. I actually enjoyed his at least the, the first part I did not enjoy so much. Uh, the later arcs as I kept rereading, got much better. But I think by design, you weren't supposed to like his first arc because of the whole. Yeah, uh, he was being douchey. Yeah, he was being, douchey. and it was it was a it was a a byproduct of the gamma radiation. So yeah, yeah, basically the way gamma works, guys, is it it's kind of like red kryptonite. You don't necessarily lose your inhibitions, but you more or less become almost a polar opposite of what you were before like bruce you know skinny timid dude yeah big hulking you know turn anger issues anger uh, issue. jennifer Gen- she was a timid da a district attorney and yeah. uh she was and then she turned into uh a uninhibited um party girl you Who know damn near had sex with almost 98 percent i think she should have the right to have sex with everyone in the marvel universe god dang it and still have her credibility <laughs> all right i do she took so much shit from throughout the 90s because of that BS. Like, no, don't change it. Let her be an uninhibited party girl uh, and, and, and smash everyone she wants to. Go get your 
um, pull, um, I'm gonna say pull. Go get, go get your dick all you want, girl. Do your thing. Don't let no judgment stop you, okay? I hate all the judgment she got. All right, that was so misogynistic to this character, and I hate how they had to dial it back a little bit. I think they should have kept her on that track. And this day and age, woman should be able to be uh, uninhibited, uh, uninhibitedly, if that's even a word, promiscuous if she wants to. All right, provided she's being safe, okay? Yo, no one talks trash about Tony Stark. Ever. That's what are you dude. talking about? Tony Stark is the biggest whore of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, but no one talks trash about him in that light. They look at him, they look up. Yeah, but Tony hasn't, you know, done that in like... No, they haven't. They done that in 20 years. So, at, least, at least 20 years. Nah, it ain't been 20. Nah, it ain't been 20. It's like five. No, it's been at least 20. Nah, I've started reading comic books in 2000. Tony has literally only had sex with three people. Nah, son. I can count. Maria Hill, Pepper Potts, and She-Hope. Nah, it was more than that. What you got? Uh, okay, he was also dating that uh, that fellow researcher for a little bit, but that was his monogamous stage. So he was actually trying to make a relationship. Yeah, he was in a relationship. So, dial it back further. Who else did he um he bang? Um, oh, actually, maybe you're right. I'm trying to think. I, yeah, you damn right, I'm right. Last week I was wrong. Now I'm right. One time. All right, broken clock. It's it's, it's twelve o'clock, y'all. All right, fine. But I was right this one time. You're right. So they even dialed him back. So in this one instance, it is a bit fair that they dial back all the promiscuous characters. I guess. Yeah. I don't think that's really a thing. They should be doing. I think they should, they should be a little more sex positive in comics, in my opinion. Is that a segue to your next story? No, I'm just well. We kind of we kind of got off our topic at this point. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, the leader well, he used to be a janitor with low intelligence. Now he's a hyper intelligent um, villain. So gamma radiation pulls out your least uh, um, your 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 weakest quality, and it makes you the strongest quality sometimes. Usually. Yeah. Uh, except the uh, General Ross. He just became more of a douche. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was red, so. I mean, yeah, okay, so, well, um, Betty Ross, Same. who not, she was a nice lady before that, and now she she became and not a, a nice lady. An aggressive sex pot. Yeah. Well, she, I wouldn't call her a sex pot. She, she definitely used her sexuality as a weapon a little bit, but she didn't sleep around. She didn't really sleep no, around that much. but either. after her and Bruce fought one time, they just had sex and like. That's because she's attracted to Bruce, though. That's, 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 that's not everybody. That's <laughs> But now she's a giant red bird. I like that, that she's the, uh, the harpy. The, what do they call yes, her? The harpy. Yeah, I like that she's a harpy. Now I hated that they depowered her. Actually, I felt it was. A, it was, it was what are you impressive. talking about? Are you not reading the totally awesome heart hoax? She's a harpy and totally. I mean, not totally. I awesome. know. But I'm talking about um, before the Immortal Hulk run. He depowered all his allies. Yeah. Yeah. I hate. Yeah. It's like the Hulk. Back, they all got powers now. Except Rick, Rick. No, Rick is like weird now. He, you gotta catch up. It's only really totally awesome. I mean, not, why do I keep saying totally awesome? Hulk, because that's where all this Immortal? started. Immortal Hulk, yes, there's only 50 issues and it's getting ready to wrap up either this month or next month. Only 50 issues. He is gonna, you can burn through 50 issues in a day. But I got other 50 issues series to be reading. Well, I gotta catch up on, yeah. on X Men and, and Champions and, well, and X-Men restarted. I know, and I gotta catch up on I gotta catch up on before the restart and after the restart because all that stuff still runs together. Yeah, I guess I'm, because, still, uh, I'm still not reading it. Claremont still restarted the thing with the House of X, and then we had to go into that, and then they restarted again. They restarted I got half turn of the bitch slap you with this mic. What? Jonathan Hickman. Wow, what did I say? Chris Claremont. Oh, yeah, well, you know, X-Men, uh, prolific X-Men writers. But Jonathan Hickman did a great job, and I like where they're going so far. So I'm going to keep reading that, and I'm going to go through the restart. Yeah. Jump, jump on board, man. If you, you catch out on note, I'm holding the Black Power Fist because the X-Men are finally where they should be in a, in a place of power and influence. Yeah, that, but that's now pretty much the not necessarily the standard for them but now like the tagline is they're no longer the champions of Kokoa they're the champions of the world or whatever cool keep it going alright the, the X-Men were, were so disrespectful for so goddamn long recognize okay 
All right. Um, Black office. All right. So Tim Drake is bisexual now. Yes, I'm okay with it. I'm good. I'm I'm happy about it actually. I'm slightly indifferent. All right. So this isn't uh, okay, so this. It's something that I just hate when people make changes. It's not the right same. Thing. It's not the same as changing someone's um, uh, ethnic ethnicity because anyone can re explore their sexuality. Yes. Now, not, not not to say that sexual orientation is a choice. It's not. But at the same time, you can always find the parts of yourself that you didn't know were there. That's very easy to do. Oh, not easy. That's very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, possible. Plausible. That's very plausible to do. Okay. So the fact that Tim found out a new part of himself, a new aspect, or maybe it was always there, and he's willing to admit it now, is totally reasonable. All right. And it makes and is on track with the character. You can always be in track with any character. You know, as long as it's earned. So if they wrote it correctly, I'm all for it. Now, if they race been someone, that just comes out of nowhere. And also, they never really, uh, they don't really make a point to drive home the the, the issue that they're that they got race. I want to pull up the the, the much uh, hated person, Josh Trent. I can't stand this dude uh, for a number of level of reasons. Specifically, Johnny Storm. It's like you made the guy black. Was there a point to make him black? And where'd you go with it? Like, uh, did they deal with anything that black people have to deal with? No, you just wanted to color uh, the class a little bit. That's it. True. So that's different. Is Tim Drake gonna do something with his um, sexuality? Maybe, but even then, it, like I said, they just threw it out of nowhere. Like, if it was a reboot, I wouldn't have an issue with it. Like, for example, Earth Two, they made Alan Scott gay. Well, okay, so if it was a reboot, and they kind of got rid of that and brought in like the Infinite Frontier, where the JSA came back. Now, Alan Scott, man with two kids, is gay. Yeah, no, that's fine. You can once again, you can have two kids. And and you know reevaluate your sexual orientation uh, in your uh, in your forties or thirties. Where how old he you know he's supposed uh, to be older than that. They've been around since World War Two. Yeah, he's forty. He's probably in his forties or closer to fifties because he got two grown kids. So um, and I, I'm gonna like that um, uh, that Jade and Obsidian are back too. So that's cool. Yeah. You know, and is Obsidian gay? Yes, Obsidian's been gay from Jump Street though. Yeah. So yeah, so that's cool that you know Alan can reevaluate himself like that and and and, and 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 you know employ some introspection. So that's fine when you do that. Uh, offer in fact, it's more brave when you do it after you've been out and around for so long. You know, it, it's hard to reinvent yourself when you get older because it, you're you're already established. Like uh, uh, Robert Drake, uh, uh, Iceman. Okay, I was about to say, don't you mean Tim Drake? But yeah, but no, but Marvel was always trying to figure out how to make. Iceman gay like it was always alluded in the 90s but editors and chiefs always shut it down right Bendis got the blessing from the guy we all hate Joe Casada. I don't hate him anymore okay. I, we can learn to forgive no you can't forgive that just kill Aunt May already that lady, that lady need to die I think it's she's holding she's holding Spider-Man look if Bane can snap Alfred's neck and be Alfred can be dead for like what it's about two years now yeah, yeah, Aunt May could have been dead already and there's no, but it's hard to. It's hard to make rest with Uncle Ben. It's hard to justify. Yeah, it's true. It's hard to justify a reason to kill to bring back an old person. A lot of times too, it's like why would you ever bring back Alfred? He's not. He's no. He's relevant to the Batman family, but he's not relevant to the world greater. How does he make the world greater better? You know, exactly. if Batman dies, I can see a bunch of heroes going on a quest to bring him back because he's influential. And he and he has weight to him. He he brings everyone. You know, there's a reason to write that in. Yeah. Alfred being the heart of the Batman family, that's not an exaggeration. I would say he is. Yeah. That doesn't really mean that he, the, the world needs to come together to resurrect him out of the afterlife. You know. So exactly. a character like that dying, <laughs> he will, 
<laughs> no, he's, he's, he's Uncle Ben Dad, from what I understand. It, it, that's what it seems like. Yeah, he, like I said, it's been about a year or so. Uh, look up City of Bane real quick. Uh, and just type in, you know, what issue of Batman does Alfred die or whatever. Actually, I believe it's like issue like 94 or something, and they're on like 111. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, number 75. Okay, okay, so number 75. So, yeah, he's been dead for about two years now because... Yeah, yeah. That was 2019. Yeah. Yeah, so... That was a while. Yeah. And he's dead too, so... Bruce is an old man. But he's playing about that one dude on Game of Thrones, so... I mean, I guess you want to segue into your review of Titan. No, to talk trash. Because you still have a story to do, then I'm going to go into Titan. My story is going to be longer because I'm, I'm reviewing a series that took uh, over 10 years to finish, you know? So I can do it. Well, it's going to take the rest of the... We must do it until the end of the, of the episode. Okay. It's gonna take, I mean, we still got to talk about what if. Right, but that's a shorter episode. And, we can just, and, and there's nothing... I'm just saying... So, about uh, it's like no even getting once upon a thrice upon an 1858 times or whatever it is, sir. All right, but yeah, all right, so I guess I'll go again because he can't find more news stories. No, I can find news on the story, then I'm going to Titans. That's what I was trying to say. You can go into Titans now. I, I pretty much bogart both of your topics, anyways. Go ahead, okay, whatever, fine. All right, so uh, Titans debuted about three days ago at this point. The first three episodes are up on HBO Max, or if you want to go the other route, you can do that. So, um, this pretty much picks up right where season two ended with Jason back in Gotham, uh, Donna still being dead, Raven left to go to Themyscira to try to find a way to resurrect Donna. And I don't know what's going on with Jason. I think he's dosing himself with fear toxin because of the simple fact that Deathstroke almost killed him. And he decided to track down the Joker while Bruce was on a flight. And fear toxin will help him do this? It's, it's trying to help him build over his fears. I don't explain what it was yet. I mean, I guess you can, you, you can resist. He's like microdosing himself with it. He's got like aerosol. I guess. Um, and Bruce is on a flight back to Gotham and he's you know, he's calling like yo I can get the Joker and once again you know like always Jason doesn't listen the one thing I kind of enjoyed about this Bruce wasn't there to even try to save him and he didn't blow up he literally got beat to death with the crowbar and that was it and you showed, and they showed it how's that better? Simple, because Bruce can't hold on to that anger that he held on to for so long until Tim came around. So they kind of have to find a way to justify Tim becoming Robin now. You get what I'm saying? I guess it's just like the problem I have with shows like this that have iconic characters tied to them, and the TV shows don't want to show those iconic characters. Tim's on the show. Yeah, but the issue is they're dancing around Batman. Well, Glenn is like 67 years old with a big bald spot, so I don't really know how that's going to look on a show as opposed to a comic book where, you know, characters don't necessarily age. No, they don't. Just cast a younger dude. Why are we... Why are we keep in mind, Dick is probably 20s at this point. He adopted Dick when he was young. He was 10. Yeah, but he also... How young was Bruce? Bruce was probably in, in 20s? No. Yeah. 
Oh, that's how that's how the new fifty two aged everyone backwards. So if you want to go back as a, as a as a measurement, then he would have adopted um uh, uh Dick in his twenties because all the Robins are still there when they dropped him in, and Bruce was no older than maybe mid thirties. Yeah, but you see that was the issue with the new fifty two. They, they their continuity was never consistent. Remember, Bruce locked him as an adult. He didn't live as a child and came back as a yeah. Man. But how long did it take you? How long did him to get trained as Batman? Five years. Yeah. So, so, and that puts him at adopting a, 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 a ten-year-old boy at twenty-six. With all that wealth, that's perfectly um, feasible. And then a couple years later, uh, Tim Rose, no, Jason Rose, Jason, in, Jason. and then ends up dying. And at the time, maybe uh, Dick was like maybe in his late teens when that went down. And then twenties, because um, Dick and Tim, I mean not Tim, Jason are about like two years apart. Okay, so then that puts uh, when did, well when did he get uh, murdered then? Like on the cusp of seventeen, eighteen. Okay, so then that puts Dick at nineteen, twenty. Yeah, there you go. So that and then ten being um ten around uh, ten shortly after that, and then so that puts Bruce around thirty-seven to uh uh yeah about thirty-seven-ish, the mid-thirties. You know, still young in the prime of life. You know, nothing wrong with being mid-thirty. So yeah, I definitely said that they should have casted someone in that age group. You just put an emphasis on nothing wrong with being mid-thirty because we're in our mid-thirties. Yes, Bernard. Thank you for keeping up with my my, my witty uh, uh, sidebar there. So I'm saying there's no reason to uh, to to make Batman an old fogey. Is what I'm saying. So why why dance around him so much? You know. Cause this Titans is not Batman and the Titans. That's it's not, fine. It's not the outskirts. Don't put so much emphasis on the Batman family and not put in Batman. This is it's gonna be Gotham all over again. This is why I don't like. Well, this is, not, this is one of the reasons. But I don't like, like Gotham because of the simple fact that you introduce all these characters when Bruce is still young. It's like, come on, really? Edward Nygma worked at the GCPD. Edward worked at the GCPD. <laughs> Oswald Cobblepot was a mobster. So was Jada Pinkett Smith. I mean, yeah, and and and, and for some reason. I finale was horrible like they made penguin and all fat all of a sudden and everything he still had the limp and riddler was you know finally the riddler and shit and for some reason poison ivy was running around yeah being played by like three different people over the course of three different seasons and like she, she, she grew like a plant basically and for some reason catwoman was there sure yeah and and leslie thompson was, and then thompson yeah they were a thing for some reason yeah it, it, it basically they just they they you know, got a kid in real life right yeah that okay that's the only that's the only interesting thing about gotham marina blackman and um ben foster they weren't try again motherfucker who's ben foster Who, who's ben foster then uh angel from x3 oh yeah and the punisher it's been something mckenzie okay so they weren't together when they got on that set and she was in a relationship so that whatever they are now, Ben McKenzie and Marina Brackman, they, they started when they was on on that. That's for some Brad and Angelina. Yeah, that, that's the only interesting thing that came out of Gotham. I'm like, yo, it's it's pretty juicy. So now she, yeah, they seem happy. So good for them. But yeah, I mean, I ain't mad at you, bro. You know, I'm just saying that's a little messed up. Was she in a relationship or was she? She was in a. Uh, he was. Someone was in a relationship. They might have both been in relationships when they started that show, and now they're not. They're in a relationship together. So, like I said, really juicy, and that's probably the only interesting thing about that hey, show. Hey, man, in the words of Jada Pinkett Smith, it was an entanglement. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, so basically that's, that's what happens in the first episode. And plot twist Bruce kills the Joker. I mean, that, that's another issue. 
that's yeah. for the crowbar. You don't see it, but uh, that's fine. But that's that's the issue I have with these shows because the, the forced edginess is like, oh, Bruce kills Joker. It's like off screen, so we don't get to see it. So, but it's still cool, right, guys? That's the that's the issue I have with that. It's like I guess he killed the Joker. We don't get to see it. I guess it's like are they going to? I mean, and so that's the issue I have with shows like the uh, Titans and and Gotham. It's like you have these iconic properties, but you want to dance around the points that the, the things that make them iconic. And it's like, uh, I, I that's that's the issue I have. That's my two cents. Yeah, you might get more sense though yeah. later on. Yeah. So episode two is aptly titled Red Hood. So they don't explain how much time has passed. I'm guessing it's probably a few weeks, few months, or whatever. So after Bruce kills the Joker, uh, Dick goes back and Dick goes on the computer and he sees that Bruce is looking up potential Robins. Gary Kelly, Stephanie Brown, Duke Thomas. Cool. Okay. Probably gonna be Duke Thomas, but yeah. But um Tim uh Tim as we know is is a biracial individual who is black and I guess Chinese now. Wait what? Yeah, because he works at a Chinese restaurant that is parents own. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Why? If they wanted a black kid, just get two. Just get two. Just got two. Look, yeah. you can skip Tim altogether, and Duke has been—he's been out for what six years now. Something, something like that. Yeah, just grab him and just insert him over Tim. If you need that diversity, why make this character? See, this is why I don't like. Now you can make him by sure, but black and Chinese, really? Like you did what? Is Duke a joke to you? <laughs> Seriously, just grab Duke. Like he's right there. Yeah. Like seriously, what the heck? All right, but, um, you only see Tim at, in the first episode. Is he also Tamaranian? No. Oh, not the all black people are Tamaranians. No. In that show. No. No. It's just the Tamaranians are all black. Oh, okay. Don't, don't, don't mix it up. All right. So after that, like I said, episode two is titled Red Hood. It basically starts the way the Under the Hood movie and comic starts. A bunch of gangsters get cool. together. people with children and making them do things so like in this one scene uh this lady uh holds a bank hostage or something like that i can't really necessarily remember what it was but barbara gordon's also in the show she's a commissioner they got some lady i think her name is samantha walsh she's a commissioner and she's not that girl oh because they did killing joke and all that so basically she's paralyzed she's paralyzed and she's missing a leg this actress is actually missing their leg. Okay, okay, well, I'll give them a small pass on, so kudos on actually hiring a uh, handy, capable actress. That's cool, actor. That's awesome, I guess. But, I mean, that's a bit heavy-handed. Batman Beyond. <sighs> Barbara became commissioner. Right, but that was also when she was older, and there was another no, no, we only saw her when she was older. We don't know when she became the commissioner. Yeah, well, that's because Bruce Tim likes to put Barbara and Bruce together in some romantic entanglement for some reason. That's why she left. Because he's a shitty partner, apparently. A par romantic partner. So that was a whole other can of worms that I don't like that I blame Bruce Tim for. So this thing, though, I'm like, they, I get. Where is this in the timeline? Like, people are dead, people are old. Eh, it's like, I, once again, you have. Gordon died. Uh, Mr. Freeze killed him. Cool, I guess. I mean, it's just things seem to be, be happening. I mean, what do you, how do you feel about that exactly? I mean, are we supposed to feel sad? It's just stuff happening. Oh, let's just have Mr. Freeze kill Gordon. That puts her there. How does she end up losing a leg? 
They didn't explain. They, I mean, they, they, just, they just said that the Joker shot her, so. Oh, uh, yeah, but that doesn't you know, cause amputation. Like, I mean, it's possible that she could be wearing her um her prosthetic, but you literally only see, like, one leg. So I had to actually look it up and saw that the actress was indeed missing a leg. Okay, so they just had to write it in because she herself about her leg. I, I would prefer her as Oracle, honestly. Yeah, I'm just bringing it up. Why, does, why does everyone skip? Her Oracle stint was so long. Well, that, that's what I'm sorry. That's not what I think of when I think of that. I think of uh, the, 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 the awesomeness that is the Gail Simone run on Birds of Prey. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. I do recall that. Yeah, you're right. That is a fun fact. Um, I don't know. I, I can go on and on, but I'm going to keep going on and on uh, about how much I can't stand Titans. Um, but yeah, okay. Sure, that might as well be a thing. But yeah, so basically, Jason, you know, forces people to do stuff and uh, kills them because he kidnaps their children. He's basically playing a game of chess with the mob. Dick. And like, um, there's like um, a Chess. I can't remember what it's called. I think it was like the Robert's Gambit or the Bird's Gambit or something like that. The Rose Gambit? No, no, I can't remember. I mean, the movie's called the Queen's Gambit. I know, but no, it's, it's 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 an actual thing. I actually looked it up. I just can't remember because it was like two o'clock in the morning. But the um, Knight's Gambit? No, it's an actual bird term or whatever. It's named after a bird. But so they try to pinpoint where you know his next location is going to be. So he knows that he's calling him out. So they look for every street in Gotham that's named after a type of bird, like Eagle Way, you know, Robin's Corner or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And they finally track him down um, and they fight and that's when he finds out that it's Jason. So then we get to episode three, Hank and Dove. You find out that Hank and Dawn have broken up. Hank is now working as a, uh, a police officer in DC. He's one of the bike cops good old Alan yeah. bicycle yeah why uh, I don't know I mean what, what's all his anger issues and rage and and, and do I don't know that 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 still comes up but he's been trying to be better since Donna died I guess but so long story talking one of the most underrated characters in DC one of them anyways they don't they seem to never use them correctly in any property they're on yeah that is true but one of the things that happens is they, uh, you know, after they find out that Jason is indeed the Red Hood, Hank's like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find him, I'm gonna fuck him up or whatever. And Don's telling, you know, be cool or whatever. I mean, I, I know that that threat seems kind of empty considering how weak Hawk and Dove are in this in the TV show. Why? Because they don't have powers. Exactly. They're, they're they're freaking dangerous in the comic. All right, they're freaking badasses. And now they're just, you know. Uh, a couple of D-ranked schmucks in costumes. Not the A-ranked, not the A-ranked people in costumes. No, they like the the second string characters in costumes. So they like they down to a flame bird. That's what we got flame bird. I like this much next guy, but she's not the best character you want running around the costumes to come save you. I'm just saying they actually have combat training and stuff like that. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. That, that goes for part of course. I mean, are you good? What is your combat training? Scale one to ten. What'd you rate them? I'd probably give them an eight on the show. Yeah. I mean, wasn't there wasn't their introduction getting their asses kicked? By I believe it was an emissary at Trigon who was powered up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seemed like they were getting their ass kicked though. But that's not how you introduce a character. Alright, well anyway, let me get back to it because I'm almost done. Like I said, it was only the first three episodes. So Jason 
ain't, you know, pretending to, you know, be grief striking and everything. He's like, don't tell Dick where I am, but it basically has him playing cat and mouse. So he goes to him, he puts a bomb in his chest, which they cannot take out because it has a barb on it. Like, you know, like how it is with most barbs, you know, you can only put it in a certain way. You can't pull it out. Ooh, a barb in Hank's chest? Yes. The bomb has a barb on it. You're right. Yeah. So uh, they're trying to figure out a way to defuse the bomb or whatever. Uh, Jason calls them and says, hey, I want $2 million in gold bars delivered to this address in a certain amount of time because it has a countdown on it, which is going by his heartbeats. So as obviously, you know, countdown, boom. <laughs> All right. Dick's like, no, he's playing a game. Don's like, no, I love Hank because they basically reconcile at this point. And so she goes off the tangent, goes and, you know, uh, steals the gold bars from her armored truck and everything. Uh, Dick's trying to still try to figure out where Jason is, kind of pinpoints a location. Jason throws a guy off a roof, leaves a phone with an address and says, go here, blah, blah, blah. What the rest of the time all this is going She's trying to figure out stuff. Starfire is having like some weird episodes where she ends up like blacking out and end up in different places. Oh my God. They cannot get this character right. It's like, why is she, she seems like the lamest woman on the show. I don't you disagree? Is she the lamest person on the show? I'm just kind of shrugging at this point, man. Now, you, you know, what's your opinion of Starfire and how they portray her? Is she the lamest person on that show? I'm just Kanye shrugging at this point, man. That's now, the name of the episode, by the way. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah, you want to dance around it. She's the lamest person on the show. She, she, she caused most of the controversy when the show dropped initially, and they didn't, they didn't even rectify it. They just made her the, the lamest person on the show. It's like, at least make her badass and make her make you want to like her. No, they make her the most lamest person on the show. It's like they, they take some, the, the, the most fun, interesting characters in the, pan, in the Titans pantheon and make them lame. This is why I have issues with TV shows like this, because the budget and the writing is never there. I'm Budget is there, but the budget is there. Why? Why Beast don't got no? Why, uh, he's supposed to be turning into more stuff. He's like actually like studying zoology books and things like that. That's not how it works. I know that's not how it works. But that's how it's working on the show. Now shut up and just let me enjoy it. What <laughs> <laughs> does he have the same past as the other Beast Boy? He's not. A, he wasn't a childhood actor or none of that. He went well. He, and his parents weren't zoologists. That's the, that's the big part there. His parents were also he already was connected to the animal um, yeah. kingdom, so that's why he was able to just turn to wherever he wanted and never had to think about it. Okay, yeah. this kid, mind you, what kind of kid don't know about animals? He said, "You can't run off a bunch of zoos. Come on, <laughs> probably not. He watch Animal Planet. Like, come on, he should be able to live right off at least a dozen other and wildlife. All right, come on, he run off the light. Yeah, I mean, he did turn into a snake once. Science to it, as opposed to you know being in the comic and the cartoons. I, as far as I know, he doesn't transfer and gain their organs and other physiology. He might, I guess, it might be like a weird, like Hemlock Grove situation because he does kind of contort when he changes. It's not an instant thing, like I said on the cartoons. That's, that's a huge nerf thing. If he's not instant, what's the point? I don't know. They, they just nerfed the character then. They just, he's useless, essentially. If he can't instantly transform, you're gonna be, he's going to be sitting up while he's transforming. Well, I didn't say it takes as long as, you know, Hemlock Grove. No, but if it takes more than a say, it's, it's banana comic. He, he usually does it like, you know, all out of the way. It's awful. Come on, man. Let me finish this episode. All right, so anyway, um, Don meets up with Jason. He offers to give her the... Um, 
the whatever it is, the decoder, diffuser, whatever, to stop the bomb from going off. But he says the only way he can, she can get it is if she shoots him and kills him. And Dick shows up and stops her. They they tussle and fight or whatever. He's literally got like 20 seconds left on the clock. She shoots him. He switches. He actually makes the gun, the trigger, and kills Hank. So yeah, Hawk is dead. There's no way to redeem Jason at this point. Then nope. <laughs> and that was the third episode. I'm like, yo, and, and basically, as soon as Connor figured it out how to like defuse it, he was speed running to the um, to Hank because they're in they're in Wayne Manor. I got us. I got. So another issue with this is so that may not have been the best way to handle um, Jason Todd, even when he was Red Hood and he was off his his rocker. Yeah. Now my at this point, he's never dealing there, but in the comments, they never pushed him that far. Yeah, I know. Even when he was off, he was off his rock when he was trying to be a, a certain kind of Batman in the uh, in the in the, the Battle of Cow. He was not that bad. He was. I mean, he did almost beat Tim to death in Titan Sour. Oh, sure, but he didn't kill him. He didn't kill him. And he also, and you also see that he needs help. And, he, and Dick was like, yeah, I'm gonna help you out, blah blah. Dick is still trying to help. They're helping you with incarceration. All right, it's like it's that, it's that Spider-Man help. Let me help you hide your man by putting you in jail. That's the kind of help they're talking about. Nah, Pete don't do that. Yeah, he does. No, Pete. Pete actually tries to help people. Do you not recall Clash? Uh. It was, was a character that they uh, retconned into his history, who was a classmate who became a supervillain. Uh. And Peter eventually, you know, like helped him out, got him like working at Shield, and got him, gave him a job at Parker Industries. Oh yeah. Oh, there was another character too. Uh, what was the dude's name? Um, he had a shitty power. He was a, a crappy villain, but he was actually in the Miss, uh, the Captain Marvel book. He was a, he's a babysitter now. And Spider Man held D-Man. D Man. Yeah, I think it's D Man. No, it's not D Man. Jessica Jones is not Jessica Jones. I said uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember who you're talking about. No, yeah, he's not a babysitter, but he hangs out with he either hangs out with um uh, Jessica or or Carol because they're 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 close. You got to be thinking about D Man. Then it's not D Man because D Man's an Avenger. He's a he's a dealer's Avenger. Yeah, he's also Jessica Drew's babysitter slash boyfriend. Okay, so it's not that then. God, I can't remember this character name, but he's a he has an awful awful power set. Um, not unlike TV Beast Boy, yes. who has to take time. And actually tries to help people, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, that was the first three episodes of Titans. New episodes drop every Thursday. If you want to give it a shot, go ahead and try it. If <laughs> I mean, I mean, Beast Boy takes all weekend to transform, <laughs> and he has like one form. He transforms into like a beagle or something. It, it, it's like so what, what kind of kid needs to learn all the animals? And yeah, I'm just saying, it's like I get how they, I get why they did it because the budget, the budget isn't there. Budget. Budget isn't there, and you know they, they can't have him transform three different times in, a, in, a, in an episode because it's expensive. I get it, which is why the show should have been animated. Honestly, they could just give us another season uh, of God name, uh Young Justice and the Outsiders. That show, I don't know. I just don't think. What, what you you, did you even watch season three? No, you I don't hate it really as much as this show. It's like why why nerf all these characters just because the the, the the appeal of live action is lost if it looks like shit, in my opinion. It's like Starfire looks like crap. Beast Boy doesn't make any sense. Looks like crap. You might as well just go home. I mean, why bring him to anything if he takes all day to transform? I didn't say it all day. What, what, what advantage does he have on scene when everyone else is running around throwing weapons, blasting stuff out of their hands? Hang on guys, time out. <laughs> and then what if they need something else? Yo, we don't need to try it right now. Can you get a bird? Like, <laughs> the whole 
all, the Jehovah's Witnesses of these boys, he has the entire animal kingdom at his fingertips, at a moment's notice, at a second's notice. That is his advantage. That's why he's a, a god. That's why he's a beast. There you go. He he's, he's cat boy. And, and not in a good way. He's who? I said he's cat boy. Not in a good way. He's stuck in one form. And I think they also explained that in season two there was like some type of mental block. Oh, so he's mentally disabled. Point is they, they that's the issue. So it's like the the, the appeal of the live action it does not outweigh all the nerfing and all the and all the the, the um the budget cutting. You get to get it there to that screen. I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's just not good. At least the Arrowverse didn't do nearly as much. I mean, th this is ridiculous. I mean, there really weren't that many superpowered people in the Arrowverse until the Flash came along. Yeah, but the Flash, the, the, at least they didn't nerf that many people. I mean, come on, Killer Frost was kind of more like Killer Frost at, that, at a certain point. Uh, uh, Cisco was still vibe. He yeah. still more or worked the same way he did in the comic, except dance, no, no dancing. So that makes no sense that he wasn't dancing. That was in one damn DC short. You just gonna bring up vibe dancing. The point is, he didn't know he did dance back in the 90s, too. The point is, they didn't know these kids, they respected them. All right, don't make them lesser than themselves, okay? Hey, man, you got to take that with Greg Berlanti. He produces Titans, too, so. Well, you know what? That's why the Berlanti verse is dead. I knew you were about to say that, but. I'm just saying. It's just, that's my, that's my two cents about it. You don't get more sense, but that's, the, that's my two cents about the Titans, and the reason why I don't like it. God dang, all the Tamaranians are black people. I mean, I. I Think of it this way: more black people are getting acting roles. I get. Look, I guess. But why, what happened to makeup? Black people take makeup. Look, cast black people. I want you to put the makeup. Makeup. They should all be orange. Makeup. Stop being lazy. The character needs to be blue, orange, green, what have you. Put them in makeup. You make a department for a reason. Okay, use it. All right. If, a, if, if black cosplayers will be uh, starfire in your starfire, you failed your job. Okay, literally black cosplayers who look like Star Wars. Well, maybe the parameters of the show were set at a certain way because they weren't sure if DC Universe was going to succeed or fail. So, and at that point, it did pretty much fail because now all those shows are on HBO Max. So you really can't go back and change the status quo of a character's look unless you figure out a way to write it into the story. That's fine. All I'm saying like, is I don't have her go nuclear to the point where she can't necessarily. Like, that doesn't change all the other Tamaranians. It's like, how do you explain a whole race of people? That just is it a, blank, a planet of black people or something? Like I don't understand that. It's like I don't know. It, at this point, we're just cutting hairs, uh, uh, splitting hairs because you know uh, Kryptonians all look human too. So there's that. Yeah. So and and and, and well, no, because the Shi'ar they they look very they look somewhat bird-like. No. Yeah, they do. The, the difference is they got wings. They, they look like, first off, their organs are just totally different. What are you talking about the inside? Also, the hair that looks that weird hair is feathers. That shot is not hair, yeah. actual human hair. That's feathers. And some of the, and some of the birds, the bird, depending on where they are and, and how they came out genetically, they do like death bird. I'm thinking No, then again, no, no, they like they like people. <laughs> <laughs> Not she are. Yeah, but be trying. Like, yeah. yeah. DC don't give a fudge. Yeah, and if you want to, uh, if you want a small laugh, just Google Space Movies 1992. Seriously. Um. Oh God. Um. All right. Let's. Let's. We. We was on Titan for so long. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and get into our review of What If. Yeah. Uh. Episode one. That won't be very long. But you guys got most of the positive things to say about it. I loved it. It was really good. Um, and I'm excited. There's, there's a couple of picks I have. Okay, about go ahead. It. It's, 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 it's because 
because I was going, I was basically arguing with somebody over this. So when they arguing about the fact that Howard Stark had to come along on that last mission, I felt like they, they, they no, shoved him in there. No, they basically just said that, oh, you know, this is basically a cut and paste of the first Captain America movie. It's not I'm all. like, it, more or less it is, but that's what what ifs are. They're just like a cut and paste of the original yeah. There's a slight change. Yeah, there's a slight difference. That's why it says, what if, you dumb fucks. Exactly. Like, for example, what if Aunt May got shot instead of Uncle Ben? Peter became grief-stricken and angry to the point where Uncle Ben eventually calmed down. Basically, became Batman and Robin, except, you know, Uncle Ben didn't put on a costume. He would be with CB radio. Yeah. They, that's, that's a huge change from a, from a small decision. Yeah. Yeah? There you go. Like, remember both points where Erskine got shot and basically Steve... I guess they got the idea to do it in the winter. Steve Rogers had Iron Man armor. Yeah. And I think Peter Parker became the Hulk or something like that. Yeah, or what if, um, yeah, uh, another what if, uh, one of my personal favorites, actually. The Jessica Jones one? I was going to say, what if um, the Hulk died on, on Sakaar and K.R. came oh, to her yeah. and whooped everyone's ass? Yeah. She was not having it. All right, they lost the World War Hulk. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Uh, so about what ifs from when I was buying them. I, I don't really particularly care for what ifs. Hey, what ifs be fine sometimes? They do. I'm not going to deny it, but the, my favorite one possibly to this day, I gave the paperback to child. I kind of want to get it back now. It was, what if Jessica Jones became an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? So basically, we all know the story of Jessica Jones, you know. Well, we on. all don't know the story. I mean, the first I'm pretty sure everybody watched Jessica Jones on Netflix, but basically, Jessica Jones to the Avengers, the Avengers fucked up, they called for like six months or whatever. They offered job, she turned it down, but this was the one she became a shield agent and Captain America got married. Yeah. But yeah, so like I said, this one pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad that they did a Captain Carter episode. Keep in mind, Captain Carter isn't, isn't necessarily an old character. Like, Captain, when the hell did that Exile series start? Uh, like four years ago? Something like that? The the the, the, the one with, most recent one? Yeah, it was like four years yeah, ago, right? Four or something like Yeah, ago. so she's been around for about four years. And I mean, I really, you really can't say anything bad about it. I'm just mad. The animation was hot. Yeah, the animation was spot on. I'm just mad that, you know, some of these uh, original actors did not come back to reprise their roles. They don't have to. I know, but still, it just brings more. Dude that played uh, uh, Steve Rogers was good. I know. He was, right. he was decent. Was Sebastian in there? Yes, Sebastian Stan was there. Haley Atwell was there. Dominic Cooper was there. Stanley Tucci was there. Uh, Tony Jones was there. Who? He, what do you mean? Did he play go after the rest? No, he did not. Well, he did. McDonough came back as fucking dumb dumb Dugan for like, what, four lines and that was it? <laughs> is he doing anything anyways? I don't know what Neil McDonough is. Um, Jimmy Renner was there for all, his one line is Hawkeye. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, I don't know what that is. <laughs> that was funny though. That, that was the guy, oh, I mean. But, um. It's going to be on uh, American Horror Story. It's just like, I don't think they just wanted to invite people back who did not come back. Like I said before, maybe it's just certain people who either didn't want to come back or kind of got on Marvel's nerves. Like when Batista was talking all that shit about Marvel when James Gunn got fired. That's, I'm pretty sure that might be why they didn't ask him to come to do the voices Drax. That might not be why. He still got a job. Uh, yeah, he still has a job, but maybe they just was like, you know, we're not just going to pay him for this. But I'm looking at the cast right now. Jamie Alexander's coming back as Seth. Angela Bassett. Um, Paul Bettany. John Bolin. Ben Carbatch. David Dasmarki. Um, Michael Douglas. John Favreau. Kevin Gillen. Jeff Goldblum. Seth Goldblum. I mean, 
really ain't doing much of anything anyway. Chris Hemsworth is coming back as Pony Thor, Benedict Wong, Titi, Van Camp, Tim Swinton, Jason Peter, Chris Sullivan. How many episodes are you in this? Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans. Did I say Mark Ruffalo? No, I didn't. Mark Ruffalo, but I don't think the whole episode is nine. Nine episodes or whatever. But, um, yeah, even like, I, I think I said Rachel McAdams. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. But, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I mean, it is what it is, but still, I would love to hear everybody come back, even if it was just for two seconds. Like, the guy who's doing the of Tony Stark, I didn't like it. You mean Howard Stark? No, Tony Stark. That's Dominic Cooper. Dominic Cooper came back as Howard Stark. It's in the trailer for What If. Oh. But yeah, first episode was amazing. Like Samira said, the animation was on point. Uh, episodes drop every Wednesday. Check it out on Disney Plus if you want, because you know you don't know nobody who got Disney Plus, or you just too cheap. Go about the other way. But I would prefer if you actually paid for this. But yeah, I mean, I really don't know what else to say about it. But all right, okay. So Samir is going. Well, before we do that, uh, do we want to talk about the the cast of the live action um, Avatar: the Last Airbender series? That's your wheelhouse. I was trying to get you to do that before I went to Titans. I was slowly nudging you into it. Don't what? I don't know. You ain't say a damn thing. Anyways, uh, so Netflix. This is real quick. Netflix casted the uh, av the live action Avatar: the Last Airbender series. Now it's funny because I went on this whole rant about. The whole point of live action is to to be to enhance something, yeah. not to nerf it and and make it lesser than itself. All right, that's uh, hopefully, awesome. Hopefully, this is not going to be the case uh, again. Uh, we all we all heard the uh, the atrocity, the audacity that was um, last Airbender by in my Shyamalan, which you already kind of brought up. Yeah, I did. And that 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 one particular scene everyone references about how shitty the show is, uh, you know, is because it took like how many um, Airbenders to move a boulder the size of a bowling ball. Like, does that make any sense in the realm of, of, of martial arts? I might as well run over there and kick somebody. Seriously. Uh, it took, like, all of, like, three minutes to move this one rock. And then one other guy, it took six people. One, one, five guys to move the rock, and one guy to throw it. That's, 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 this, this person clearly didn't understand the application of these people's abilities. And that's, why, that's what kind of grinds my gears about Beast Boy. You don't understand the character, that's how you got him running around. It's like he might as well stay home, essentially. And that's, that's, the, that's the whole point of that movie. It's like... Uh, firemenders didn't, you know, uh, they need to fire their present to uh, to to bend it. Apparently, you know, it makes no sense. Anyways, I digress. Uh, hopefully, they learn their lesson. Um, and uh, they are, this is Netflix. They are they are learning one lesson. The entire cast so far is all of Asian descent. So there's that. Yeah. So uh, okay. So we have. Um, um, I might did mispronounce some of these names, but uh, Gordon um, Cor um, Cormer, uh, Cormier. Cormier, that's how you pronounce yes. that? Okay, so he's playing um, Ang, or Ang, I'm not sure, who they, ooh, there's another thing, so the pronunciation is king. Yeah, it is, so, I mean, here's the funny thing, so Ang probably is the, the, right, the, the correct constant. Um, Ang because right. of the cartoon. Right, so, uh, yeah, anyways, there's that. Um, Oh wow! So uh, she looks Pacific. She, her name sounds Pacific Islander. Uh, Kia Wintio. If that's um, don't look at me, nigga. I don't know. 
No, maybe she's not. Maybe she's anywhere. Um, let me see. Well, you can look that up and talk. Yeah. Okay. So she's playing the role of Katara, and um, let's see if she's uh, either Inuit or um, Pacific Islander. She looks. Oh, she's starting to look Inuit actually. Yeah, I, but she's she's obviously a newcomer because her online presence is. Uh, very non-existent. Yeah, she did some movie called Beans. Yeah, basically, and I'm not even sure what that is. So, uh, so a newcomer, that's great. I think that's actually a better thing than um, grabbing someone who's um, established. So she's playing uh, Katara. Uh, Ian um, Oosley, Oosley, uh, she he's apparently using uh, projections such as Physical and 13 Reasons Why as Sokka. Um, and uh, then we have Dan, um, Dallas Liu, who is playing um, Zuko? Uh, apparently, he's gonna be in Shang Chi, so that's gonna be cool. And I'm not sure what he looks like actually. And yeah, he looks like a Zuko. He's probably playing young Shang Chi. Yeah, that's probably what he's, he's playing. He's probably his brother. You know? Really? You think so? Possibly. Let's look at his IMDb. Is he? Uh, you mean you should have went to Wikipedia? He doesn't have a Wikipedia page. That's another reason why uh, these, these cats is unknown. Yeah, he got one family member, and his family member is... Moment of truth. Moment of truth. It don't want to work. It's why a is computer. Broken? It's not it's a website, douche. That's not my computer doing that. <laughs> well, you know, we don't know. All right, well, yeah, we, we clearly... Yeah, is he related? Hang on a second. Let's, let's ask the question. Um, or you could just click on his page and see family members. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page, you idiot. Oh, right. Okay, here we go. Let's just do that. All right. Uh, don't see that. Okay, hang on. His, honestly, Samuel Lewis isn't that famous himself. So his, his Wikipedia page is sparse, actually. And yeah, you yeah. don't have much about that no. at all. Anyway, the point is, the kid looks like like he plays Zuko. Good job on the casting. Which honestly, I shouldn't even have to congratulate this on because it should be uh, open and shut, very easy, straightforward thing to do to cast this this, this uh, series. You know. Um, so yeah, so far looks like it's on point. I'm a, I'm tentatively uh, excited, and yeah, I'm hopeful. Yeah. But yeah, so we don't know anything else about it besides, you know, those four people being cast. But there is one bit of news that I forgot to bring up. And let me pull it back up before I start talking because I forgot about it. Yes. So that brings the billion dollar question to me. Is he going to be doing a British accent? Is he... Okay, okay so, Idris Alba is... But... The point is, he, like most uh, European actors, can drop their accent. He doesn't need to I, have a British I know accent. That. That's I, why they're superior to most other actors, because they can do di different dialects, okay? Yes, but that's what I was, I was just going about. Like, is he, like what type of accent are we going? Are we going to go with Stringer Bell? You know, that OG gangster uh, sound from where the fuck did the wire take place? I don't know if they need to do that, because in this climate, they might be a bit divisive to give him such a heavy urban demeanor. They just need to only splice in a little bit. Look, nigga, Sonic, I mean, not Sonic. We all know Knuckles was black, okay? Yes, he's I don't give a damn if he's from Australia. He's the one that can. He's, 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 
um, because he, he got to explain to the crew why it's okay for him to drop the M bomb and nobody else. Exactly. Okay. We get it, but does he need to be that urban? I don't know. He need to be black, y'all. He black, y'all. He black, y'all, and he black, black, bigly black, black. So black, black. This, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a balancing act. So I'm curious to see how they're gonna do this, and I'm excited. I'm excited for the cast. I'm excited for the character. I'm I'm I'm, I'm just seeing what this is gonna go. Yes. And since this was announced, I already had this on my uh, on my head and as the song for the week from Sonic Adventure Two. Sure. All right. All right. So. Samir, you can go ahead and get into your review of Evangelion Part 3 plus 1, Thrice Upon a Time in Wonderland. Okay, so this movie is a long time coming. I think the last film uh, for the Evangelion um, franchise, the Rebuild franchise, came out in 2013, which was the third one. Uh, 3 3 3 3 3 3 what was it? 3.333, whatever. Uh, you, um... Cannot. No, no, hang on. What was it called? Crap. Not alone. No, that's the second one. No, that's the first one. You were not alone. Bro, you cannot advance. And then the third one was um. Do not pass go. God dang it! What is this called? You're not helping at all. Bro, all these titles are stupid, and you know they're not stupid. They're amazing. It's so cool. Hang on. I'm not. I gotta. I gotta figure this out because now it's driving me crazy. It's like, uh, uh, you cannot redo. There it is. That's the. That's the. That one. So, anyways. Going into these films, if you, if you haven't already watched them, I highly recommend you. In fact, I would dare say I challenge you to even go back and do your homework and watch the uh, the first uh, anime series back in the nineties. Cool. That's on that's on uh, at Netflix right now. They're all available on streaming right now. By the oh, way. speaking of which, we forgot to bring up one small thing: uh, the Funimation acquisition of, Crunch, of Crunchyroll is, fi is finally done. Oh yeah, so that's that's gonna be nuts. Yeah, um, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, anyways, so I digress. So we've been waiting for uh, about nine years for this movie to come out. That's a long time for a production of for a film. You looking at me like I'm supposed to know. And uh, Come on, man. Why are you fucking Bernard is a soulless um, individual. I'm not and, cat hair over me. And this gloriously adorable animal is, is giving Bernard the time of day, and he does not see any, Look, he just kissed you. What you got to say? I got cat slobber on my hand. Wow. See this guy? This guy? He's going to fuck with my, my shit again. Okay, I have to move. Fuck off. Pick him up and put him on the floor. Anyways. Move your uh, fat ass off. <laughs> so, this is for a for a OG fan of Evangelion, this is this is a very emotional... Um, fuck uh, off. You just open the door and let him out. Be gone. Go be free. <laughs> Get the We're recording. Get <laughs> Why are you so mean? Sitting there like he ain't never seen a fucking open door before. You're blocking his way, sir. He's a cat. He can maneuver. He doesn't know how to get around you. He's scaring him. You act like he. Oh, great. Now this fucking Emerson just peeking around the corner like, what y'all niggas doing? <laughs> all right. Well, he ain't going, man. Go. Well, he oh, anyways. All right. Close the door so we can um, get, get cross talk. All right. What was I saying? Yeah. So, anyways, this was a rather emotional um, a release, release for me. I've been waiting for this for so long. This Mark the end of a of a uh, a franchise because this is the last film that Hideki Anno is doing for Evangelion or or anything regarding Evangelion. So uh, this would be it. He's done. All right. So this I'm sorry, I don't trust your cat. He's just eyeballing the back of my head. He's not going to jump on anything. All right. So uh, the film starts off where the last one left off with uh, the the three uh, first. Are you going to do spoilers? That's 
a follow. No, um, I'm not going to do spoil. I'm going to do a quick glossary. So but you, you really have to watch all the other films if you haven't, uh, which they're all available on Amazon right now as of last, as of this past Friday that came this week. Um, so yeah, they're all available on, on Amazon. All come four. on, bitch. Why'd you let her in? Cause she was burning at the door and shit. Well, she's all right. She's now she's the one you gotta watch out for. Anyways, uh, fucking mind. Oh Eat my your God. cat. So Bernard doesn't know how to deal with cats apparently. Cool. Shit. Continue. Yeah, so they're all big on, on uh, streaming right now. Um, but right, have you, you haven't watched any of these I ain't watched nothing. Tr- the, uh, I implore everyone, including this, this uh, the soulless bastard. Not who, soulless bastard. You, that, that, that adorable animal was just on your lap and it tried to cuddle with you and you, it did nothing for Look, you. Look, I was afraid your cat was going to start knocking over shit. You know how cats do. They start to just hit <laughs> shit. Yeah, right. Anyways, um, yeah, so uh, they're all on Amazon right now. Go ahead and just watch them from beginning to end. They all stand. They're, they're all wonderfully animated. A feast for the eyes. Literally, the the first one came out in 2007, and it's still, it looks like it came out yesterday. It's so well done, so well animated. Just beautiful. It is it, really hard to even give this a recommendation without spoiling anything because you kind of have to watch the other films because they're so integrally tied. That's the one grievance you have to give these films. You kind of have to know uh, about Evangelion to watch them. Because there's so many Easter eggs in the in the in the, the so you gotta watch the whole series. No, not the whole series, but it's recommended. Not the whole series, but if you really want to do deep dive, which this is this is a very uh, a easy ask for deep dive. If you really want to do it, uh, you really only need to watch the first 26 episodes of this first series, and then the two movies, Death and Rebirth, and, and End of Evangelion from the 90s. Those are the only things you need to watch to to pre to get you prepped for these four movies. Which the movies are a good length. I think the last one was actually pretty long. It was like almost three hours. That was nuts, but it, yeah, because originally, guys, we were supposed to record on Friday, and this some bitch. I was not going to definitely. I was waiting nine years for this movie, and I wasn't going to do anything else other than watch this movie. We could have recorded that night, but you was already asleep. But I wasn't going to do anything yeah, else. I watch that next young. day. It was amazing. Um, oh God, what else is there to say about this? I'm just like, it, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm flabbergasted at how good they they landed it. Every character gets the the. Uh, their moment of the shine in the film. Every character gets a, a conclusion, a hard, uh, just a, a well-earned, um, uh, a, a well-earned, almost in some cases, heartwarming conclusion. Other characters, not so much in the heartwarming um, uh, department, but everyone gets a, a conclusion. And honestly, I want to revisit this in maybe a couple weeks with a full-on spoiler review about how good the philosophy of this series is and what it says about trauma and, um, and 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 you know recovering oneself from from a uh, from traumatic events in your life and emotional abuse or abandonment you know that's essentially what this series is about you know just 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 a bunch of broken people trying, trying to uh, uh, make it through the world really good uh, you have anything to do with all that any curiosity any questions no but i am very excited that they are basically doing a reboot of digimon adventure series 2 that and another happen yes that because they, they released um the digimon adventures uh reboot 2020 so that was that that which you can watch that dear god go ahead and watch that yeah, i'm still waiting for that to get a dub you can, you can read bernard i know i can read but i still would prefer also evan Gillian, uh on on uh 
Amazon has uh, dual audio, English and Japanese for the lazy bastards, and 5.1 surround sound. It looks amazing, it sounds amazing, and you have the privilege of having surround sound in your home, you definitely gotta turn that shot on. It's amazing. All right. Well, you guys heard it from Samir. Uh, we've been going for about an hour and 11 minutes. Not that much to cut out, so. Yeah, all right, so um, yeah, we should probably wrap right here. Yeah, all right guys, so this is Bob. And this is Samir. The episode of the Angry Blurs podcast. Where the nerds are black and the nerds are- What the are fuck are you doing? That's what you said in the beginning. Why do you keep reading it? My cat, not Diddy. My cat, um, distracted me for a second. She jumped onto the camera. Right. So, Emerson, say goodbye, baby. No, no, all right, well, Emerson's here. Saying goodbye. Oh God, this man and his fucking cats. Well, yeah. So I'm be, sure, be sure to join us next week. Animals like me. Same blurred time, same blurred channel. And be sure to go to gurdclothing.com and ch uh, you, you check out use our promo code angryblurs21 to save ten percent on your order. This motherfucker is distracting me because he is over here just like playing with his cat's paws and shit. But anyway, we will see you next week. Be easy, live long and prosper. Samir, tell the people bye. Uh, yeah, I have a great love for toe beans, and uh, you should too. Bernard doesn't because he doesn't have a soul. It was lost somewhere uh, when he went to hell. Yeah, stay frosty. Peace.